Yo, yo, before this episode gets going, just a friendly reminder that the DJ Mag Top 100 voting has opened. Last year, you guys voted us in at number 77, and we could not thank you enough, but we need your support again this year. So if you think we deserve it, we're going to put the link in the description of this episode. Head over there, vote Breathe Carolina as your number one artist, and we will be in your debt forever. So yeah, with that said, enjoy the show and uh, vote Breathe Carolina. We love you guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Yes, so, yes, so, yes, so, yes. Yes, so, yes, so, yes, so, yes. All right, what's up? Welcome to the OES podcast. Today, we got our boys Kifa and Tav. Uh, How you guys doing? Kiva just fucking mobbed out here in a on a motorcycle wearing the monster helmet. Doesn't need a helmet though. He's got he's got the purple hair rocking. <laughs> North Hollywood to downtown in ten minutes. Damn, that's Damn. that's. But the I fire still shit. beat you. That doesn't make yeah, sense. He gave you a head start. Uh, I was taking a poop and I just had like, it out real quick. Like, uh. I don't think I don't think Tav has been on time for one thing in his whole life. We set this for two thirty. You were hour late. We're starting an hour late. <laughs> I told you at one that I was gonna be late. I was like, I was like, yo, Dave's leaving his like uh, planning for his wedding for this, and Todd was like, I mean, it is what it is, man. I don't know. Girls are gonna figure Damn, it out. No, that's said, how it is. No, 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 no. He literally I, said. I said he literally said his wife. It? He literally said wives don't let their husbands figure anything out, so it's all good. <laughs> I mean, it is true. Hey, I feel you. He'll get there when he gets there. <laughs> Boys, what's up? How's you guys' day going? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> Um, shit, I just woke up. Oh, I've had a long day. What have you been doing, Tav? Me? Wait, what have I been doing today? I woke up early after a crazy night last night. What happened last night? People last night know. it was the the Hills premiere. You know, they're they're bringing it back. So I was with Brody and all that. How week. is it? Is it good? I haven't watched it. I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can I be honest. won't watch it again. You won't watch it? Was never, it even like the old one or was it kind of like whack? I mean, I don't even remember the old one. I just knew that Tal was sleeping with a few of the girls on the old one. He and was like, sleeping with a few. And that's the only reason I remembered it and knew it. So it's, I mean, Tal was married and sleeping with a few yeah, he got Not caught. married to his current wife. We need to no, put that got, out there. He got, he got, he got <laughs> caught. I mean, this fool. Damn, put him on blast. <laughs> Dude, this fool was married and like walking out of clubs, like holding Audrina Petras' head. I was like, yo, may- maybe don't hold her hand when you walk out. He's like, dude, you know, it just dude, is what it is. <laughs> this yeah. is before Instagram. It was hard to get caught back in the day. And this, he was just getting caught. People Magazine. I remember like it was yesterday. Damn, imagine that you had to actually be there to see somebody. To and those were him. the days. You could do anything you wanted back in the day. Back in the day, dude, yeah. nobody could catch you. Like to get caught back in the day was tough, man. Dumb as shit. Yeah. Bro. Or the girls got to like want you to Why be caught. You like, caught like yo i know you have a girlfriend and i hit up somebody that has her number and i'm texting her like yeah that that's, really a the only way. that's a lot that's a lot what'd you say that was really the only way or like your conscience kicked in you know what i mean there wasn't like i don't have caught. one of those no, so no, I don't he know. clearly was trying to get caught cameras wasn't good enough to send pictures no back then. Yeah. i mean this fool got caught by the paparazzi though so yeah people magazine i remember like it was yesterday oh, so shit. what do you guys what what is like your guys's title like you guys both do so much shit right like that it's almost like yo what do these guys do it's like i don't i don't know but like you're just connectors, kind of. Connect just, the dots. I do events. I do marketing. I try to just think of cool, creative shit. You know what I mean? Like You work with FaZe Clan. FaZe Clan's one. I work with Weed Maps. I work with a clothing. What do, you, what do you do for FaZe Clan? FaZe Clan? Yeah, shout out Weed Maps. I'm just saying, if yeah. you want to send the check, send the check. <laughs> <laughs> um, for FaZe Clan, so I manage some of the guys, and I manage the two owners who founded it. So because they're the founders, they do a lot more than just the normal fucking people that are in the industry and people that are working in FaZe Clan. 
So we do all the creative shit together. We do all the marketing. We figure out what the future is for the company. And just, it's crazy because right now esports is fucking really taking over the world. I mean, Tom told us about esports like six years ago. He's like, dude, I'm telling you right now, video games are going to be in the Olympics. And I just looked at this fool like he was the dumbest person ever. And it's true. Now it's true. I'm not. I just had a meeting with Japan and they told me that esports is going to be the fucking Olympics. Let me get this straight. You had a meeting with the country of Japan? (laughs) (laughs) No. Nah, Dude, with Japan a billion told me. Nah, I had a meeting with the J, the guys who manage every oh, J-pop shit. star. They're called LDH and those fucking. <laughs> I just met with Japan. went on a limb and said, I had a meeting with Japan. They're basically Japan. They're fucking billionaires in Japan. When you're a billionaire, you're basically. So what did they the say? What did they say about esports? They said that like the way it's moving is that they're going to be able to get esports in the Olympics within the next eight years. So like. But how does that look? Like, do is there like a committee that's going to vote about what game you play? Like, what game do you play in the Olympics? The ones that are most popping. No, the, the most popping games. games the most, sports no, are no, no, Yeah, no, no, what no, about no. that? Yeah, there's like a basketball video game in the Olympics. The basketball but, players are going to be hot, dude. FIFA might make it to the Olympics. Okay, but let me get... So what if a player in the game... That would eliminate FaZe Clan. No one plays FIFA. We have a FIFA team. Are they good? We have a FIFA team. <laughs> is the FIFA team good? Then nobody cares about We are right. Our Call of Duty team is fire. CSGO, which is Counter-Strike, team is fire. Fortnite team is the best. Um, but those are the only games that people are playing right now. But like, let's just say in eight years, Fortnite will be dead. There will be a new game, and whatever game is coming next is going to be the game that blows everything out of the water. Yeah, if But you it's, think, it's hard to keep a game relevant for eight years. 100%. So in that eight years, probably two or three more games are going to come out. But like, I'll give you an example. If you go on Twitch... Fucking San Andreas still has fucking 120,000 people watching people play San Andreas. You know what I mean? Like, that's nuts. When's the last time you saw a Grand Theft Auto come out? You know what I mean? To have, a, to have 120,000 people still watching it, that's insane. That is, that is crazy. San Andreas is gangster as fuck. Gangster. Dude, I would watch my homies fire. run over and shoot people all day. That shit was fun. I mean, it's literally a game. You're a criminal. <laughs> you're, just, you're just fucking stealing yeah. cars. I've played it so many times, never once done a mission. I was just no. driving around stealing yeah, cars. Yeah, shooting, shooting people and How shit. many fucking police stars you can get, and that's pretty much it. But yeah, that's just crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like I told you, esports is taking over the world. And Kifa, you work in the music business as long as other stuff, as well as other stuff, but you work with Roddy Rich and a few other people and stuff like that. So what would you say you do on like a daily basis in like the music industry? Um, it's, now it's turned into like a lot of phone calls. I, I love this ambiance right here. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so soothing. Um, I don't know. A, a lot of phone calls and, and like meetings during the day. I mean, I'm, I work for Atlantic Records, so... I have like a, a base, you know what I'm saying? I have an office I can go into every day and get shit done, but it's not like required of me, I guess. So it's kind of just like, 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 like make your play. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your story? Like, how did you, yeah, how'd, how'd you, you like get into all of it? Like, how'd you start? Oh shit. Cause um, I feel like you guys, like you guys and like us, like you're, you didn't go to like music business school and like nah. interned at blah, 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 because of blah, blah, blah. Like you just, you like grinded your way there. Yeah. The story's, um, I mean, like, date, like way back, dating way back. Like, my dad used to run Death Row Records back in the day. He was an A&R there. Um, I was on a Death Row CD when I was, like, five years old. Oh, shit. Damn, and, like, in, in, in 99, yeah, I did a skit. And, um, yeah, I was beating up Dr. Dre's son in the skit. And I was cussing all kind of shit. My mom wanted to kill my dad. <laughs> and, um, and then so like the music shit was just like instilled in me from like you know that was what I what I grew up at on as a kid, 
So like when I got older and went to high school and shit, um, I transitioned and I started like doing music myself. I was rapping. Um, Kefa Black. That's yeah. how. Hey, <laughs> hell yeah. I um I, I was I was, ra- I was I was rapping and I was I was hustling in high school so like this venue would give me like yo sell thirty tickets for ten bucks and after you sell thirty we'll give you whatever on top to make your own money oh shit so I was like doing shows like local like making like three hundred dollars a show twenty dollars you feel me just depending um and just like having like everybody from the high schools come out like did you grow up in L A I grew I was born and raised in L A but I went to high school in Orange County. Uh, cause I got an opportunity to go play football, oh, okay. like a private school. They it was like fifteen thousand a year, and so it was like it was my first time being around white people. <laughs> it's crazy. Like you're like I still don't yeah. like any of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're just all white. I'm like he doesn't like any of them. <laughs> no, it was it was it was just a crazy transition. Like coming going from the city to like a whole new environment. You know what I'm saying? So I was like rapping, doing shows and shit, and it was just like organic. Like it was flowing. So like. Then I end up going on tour after high school, like as a as an artist, as an oh, artist. Right, right after, I, I went and played college football for a year, Arizona. The shit was cool. Never made it. Yeah, I was hey, man. I mean, I, I wasn't down. I was just like, bro, like I'm not about to fuck my whole body up for five years, and then for a nigga to tell me no, you're not. We're not drafted. I can imagine Kifa is just he's the, he's the player that's the coach at the same time. He's right. just talking to all the players, giving them the fuck. Gospel, yeah. being the guy huddle everybody put your hand <laughs> I was for sure out there on some shit but I just knew like <clears throat> football wasn't my way out I was just like right. it got me to college and I knew that that's what it was for like, it was like top with skateboarding you know like he was good it got you in the right circle he knew where he was gonna be 12 <laughs> yeah. I mean like 11. I, you were good you were good though yeah you were good that's pretty good I feel like you could have gone. You could have gone a, a distance. Yeah, once it started hurting, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna tap out. This shit Yo, sucks. Isn't that a, a thing though? When you're like 12, nothing hurts. No. But then you you reach like 18, you're like, yo, what the? Fuck? I would fly down like 10 stairs and be like, oh, I'm cool. I got back up, did it, landed it. But if I didn't, like nowadays, if I tried that, I'd fucking break my whole body. Legitimately. So you're, so you're on tour. Are you just on tour like headlining? Or are you on tour no, no, like? No. Oh, so somebody? I was like. Again, I was just networking a bunch of shit. I, I opened up my own studio in Orange County that I was like renting out to people. And I was actually, I was coming up to LA a lot to do podcasts with um, some of the cast from Our Future. This is like when they had a bunch of shit going on. They had, a, they had a radio station on Dash. So I was coming up every Tuesday and I was bringing artists to the station for them to interview and shit. Oh, sick. And um, they got ready to go on tour. And I was like, yo, just come on tour with us and open up. And I'm like, bet. Yeah. It's like a yep. tour with like Our Future and D12. Um, hectic. But like, I always knew like rapping was just fun to me. That shit was a hobby. It was never like again my way out. Right. It just got me back into like doors. You know what I'm saying? To like reconnect with people who I grew up with, like course, as a kid. Yeah. So like, I reconnected with a lot of people, and I was always good at putting people together. You know, like having my own studio. I was having sessions come through, like producers and shit. So it was like. I was like building out a Rolodex really to like really get back into like a A&R management position, which is what I like ultimately wanted to do like my whole life. You know right. what I'm saying? I watched my dad do it. So it was like, I watched him cut the checks for the artists, you know, sure. and I'm seeing who's really making the money, you know? And I'm like, damn, like, you know, I want yeah, to label or the manager like, yeah. And, and it's like, and you can have like multiple art as an artist. Yeah. We say it all the time as artists, we're like, like we, we've said it to managers we've left. We'd be like, listen, I get, that you're, I, I get yeah, that you're, I get that you're mad, yeah. but this is it. You know, like you have six other artists, you know, you're making the same percentage off six yeah. people. We're just making our percentage off yeah. us. 
It's crazy. So then, so you're doing that. And then what's like your first, like, like breakthrough thing where you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm in play. Like I'm actually like, I've arrived in the industry. I was like, I was finessing bro. Yeah. I was just finessing. I, I'll just put up the Paramount studios a lot. And I knew writers that had sessions up there. So I would just pull up and say like, yo, I'm here for the session. And I would just like, you know, when you're in these, in these studios, you catch people walking through the hallways and shit. Like, and I would always just pull up with hella weed. Right. I just have like an ounce, two ounces of weed. <laughs> and I just pull up and it was just like, yo, who is this nigga? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was lit. And so like, um, but I started getting called to sessions like, yo, like, you know, engineers, you know, producers, we need some people for these records. So like slowly the opportunity just started presenting itself a little bit to be able to just showcase like, what do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what can you bring to yeah, the table? Yeah, what can you bring to the table? Right. Um, and then... Um, the whole Atlantic shit is like a whole nother story. Like, um, like how I got introduced to that shit, like through Nipsey, it was like a whole, like, Oh, so you, you were with, with, with Nipsey hustle stuff or yeah, like we're yeah, in yeah. play. That's oh, like, that's crazy. That was, like, that was like an older brother to me. Like my dad raised him in this shit. So like he, like when he was making the, the tape he put out before his album, he kept me real close to the project. Like, um, same shit. I was, I was, I was bringing them producers. I had an engineer that was working with them. And so when he basically announced his partnership with Atlantic, his A&R, who I ended up going under, came to the studio and Nipsey just introduced me. Like, Yo, this is my little brother. Oh, wow. He got his ear to the music shit. You know, if you need an assistant, whatever. Like, he just trying to get his feet wet, you know? And then, you know, time went on and ended up getting a call to come do an internship at the label. And then, like, my third day in the office, I brought in Roddy. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And the rest is just where did you where did you, you find like, Roddy? Where did yeah. you find Roddy? Like where did you like Compton? I grew up in Carson. Like it's like two stoplights separate us. So like he was making music with some of the younger cats from my city. So I heard him on some songs and shit with some of the other kids, and they kind of had a little buzz at the time. You know, he didn't really like have a buzz like that. Um, but he had just put a mixtape out, and I listened to the shit front to back like four times. I was like, yo, like this kid's special. So like. I, I, he had 4,000 followers, so I DM'd him. I was just like, yo, like, what's up? Like, your, sh your shit is crazy. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't answer. And I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, he's like, yeah, I hit my manager. I'm like, like I'm trying to hit you up. <laughs> like, I think at this time, I actually might even have more followers than him. I probably have like 7,000 followers. Oh, whoa, that's crazy. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm going to talk to you direct. And he finally gave me his number, and I'm just like, look, like, I was like, just come to the studio. I'll set you a session up at the big room. Like, bring some producers through. Like, just catch a vibe. And then I bought him to the studio. The first night, we made five records. Yeah. And, like, went back in the office the next day. And I'm like, bro, like, if we don't get this kid, and you'll some, be. You're going to regret it. Yeah. 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 And this shit happens all the time with labels. Like, labels pass up on, like, all kind like. Dude, I heard, I heard a, a story from somebody at Motown back in the day, from Universal yeah. Motown. And I guess uh, Drake went into Motown and the president of Motown, she was this woman, I, I don't remember her name, sat him down and was like, there is zero shot. You will ever make it as a rapper. You should just stick to like stick acting. To Nobody will take this shit seriously. Like blah, blah. And walked out. Now it's like, yeah. how much does she regret that one? You know Look what I mean? Look at me like, now. Yeah. How was so, it? Was it hard being your third day and as an intern bringing in an artist? Was it hard to get the label to like, not look at you seriously, but like, did you just. Or you just like, fuck it. I'm just Nah, hell no. Nah. Like, Cause I, I had a per like, so my relationship with Dallas, like again, like I met him through Nipsey who like was his at the, you know what I'm saying? At the time, like, you know, the, the credibility there was, you know, like I'm coming through a valuable outlet, right. you know? So he was like, yo, like every Friday you're going to play me 10 beats. 
you know, I'm going to set you up an email. I'm going to post it, have people send beats, go through them, find me like 10 beats and like show me somebody. You know what I'm saying? He was like, let's do this like every Friday. And I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah. I was just excited to be in the building. No, like, of course. Yeah. I was, they, they had to kick me out. Like every day, yeah, you're just staying there till, yeah. till, yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm in the Atlantic building. But that's what you have to be, right? Like, like I think you got that. You have that. You have that. We all have that. Like, right. I think like to make it, like you really like, you got to be the last one in the building. You got to be like, like annoying almost. You know yeah, what I mean? like the person that's always just because around. there's always always somebody that's trying to take your spot. There's always a kid more excited than you. There's always somebody more talented than you. So it's like, yo, you got to outwork everybody. You know what bro. I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. I didn't I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So what are you like working on like right now? Like that's like exciting, just like the Roddy stuff. The um, yeah, debut album, shit. Um, we got four songs right now that are gold. One of them is going platinum in like two weeks. All no Yay. features. You know what I'm saying? Like our yeah. first four releases. Like so, it was just like, you know, like we just been like locked in on like now expanding musically. Um, I'm in the studio every night. My days get off to a slow ass start. He just woke me up to come to this. Yeah, he was on a bird. He sent he sent something to the group chat. Eight o'clock in the morning. Eight a.m. Like, oh, I'm on my way home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I was so close to the studio. I just bird there. Yeah, yeah, that's fire. It's, I like uh, that. I left at eight in the morning. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I don't think birds work after midnight. So I'm like, after just... eight. <laughs> after eight. So I get stuck there, and I'm like, oh, what's the morning time now? This shit's working. <laughs> <laughs> um, how hard is it? Like, like, I feel. With somebody like Roddy or you're like an artist, when he starts like popping off, you guys probably get hit up all the time for like people that want to do features and people oh, that want to do this. How do you know when the right time is and yeah, when the right time isn't? How do you navigate like, through? Because I feel like right now you could do a feature with anybody, but like, how do you know it's time to pull the trigger? Or it it's just not. Depends on what your focus is. Um, like for us, like the first project we put out had no features on it. Um, we put it out in November of 2018, and it's still in the top ten of iTunes, like all genres or Apple Music. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the proof is in the pudding. Like we did it without, you know, we have features. Don't get me wrong. Of we course. Got, yeah, yeah. We've got records with, 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 with crazy ass artists, but like for, for coming out, we wanted to make a statement, you know? And it was a risk too. Cause the label's like, what do you guys don't want you put this record in there? You got this person on this record. And it's just like, you know, you could let somebody else ruin your, your future or you could ruin it yourself. Yeah, it's true. You know, yeah. like let us ruin it, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. So, so, um, I mean, now it's just crazy. Cause it's, it's just crazy, like, when we was first starting to get the shit going, like, I was hitting up everybody, like, yo, can we get some beats? And they was like, yeah, 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 Now, you know what I'm saying? Now you're like, I don't have any room for your beats, man. And they're like, oh, can we do this? And they're throwing us crazy numbers for features, and it's just like, now it's just about protecting the brand. Now. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, don't don't dilute yourself. Don't be, the less accessible you are, the more the more value you are. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's true. The first person I ever heard, like, really talk about that was was Mo from, like, when, when Mellow started popping off. Out, shout like, out Mo. Yeah, shout out fucking Mo Shalizi. There were so many people like hitting him up, like DJs, right? Yeah. And we were talking like as it was happening because we were really good friends with Mello like before. And I was like, yo, dude, like Fiesto's DMing you. DJ Snake is DMing you. Like every DJ is DMing you. You're not going to do songs with these people? And and Mello was like freaking out. He was geeked. He was just yeah. like, dude, dude, look at this DJ Snake DM. Like, oh my God, like freaking out because he, he was so new to the shit. And Mo was just like, yo, we're not going to do anything with anybody no collabs nothing and like as artists we were all sitting there like the fuck are you doing like yeah yeah and now and now it makes so much sense because now it was like damn like he was inaccessible and like so big that now it's like when he does a song with somebody it's such a big deal you know what i mean yeah, it's a movement behind it and it's, i feel like that's the new almost like the new thing like back in the day it was kind of like spread your seed like as much as you can yeah. 
be on the biggest label, do the biggest thing. And now it's almost kind of like come up underground, like, yeah. like mate, like don't let the label get too involved. Don't let yeah. these people get like, 100%. do your, do your fucking yeah. thing. Protecting and, like, the brand. It. That was such a, that was a yeah. huge thing. That you That's said. everything. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, if you, if you really look at music, like if you, I don't know, see some people are just in it for like a quick check. You know what I'm saying? Get all the bags you can. Tomorrow's not promised. That's cool. But like, if you look at like, okay, this is my career. You know, people retire when they're 40, 50, you know what I'm saying? In regular work. So like, if you're going to make a career out of this shit for 20 years, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you give, like if you put out four fucking projects in a year, don't get me wrong. If you're Drake, it's different. You got right, of course. Yeah. But like for, for an artist, if you put out four projects a year two, you know what I'm saying? In three years, that's already probably almost 80 songs that people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're deluding sound, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, with technology now, like our, our attention span is like a fly on the wall. So people, people, it's like, I say the music now, it's like trading like day, day stocks. Like, like, you know, they, people, people consume it so quick and they just spit it back out. You know? Especially with like Spotify and like playlists and stuff. It's like people are finding shit on playlists and then they're finding the next thing on a playlist. Yeah. And like, you don't, you're not holding the shit dear. Like you used to yeah. back in the day, like back in the day, you go get a CD back in the day, you find a CD, you wore that shit out till it didn't work anymore. Now it's like, Oh, I found this new, this other rapper, this, that new music Friday, Everything. fucking rap caviar everything it's like yeah and i feel like it's the same for you you're a marketing guy so you gotta fucking shit cycles about, through all the time yeah. you, know you gotta mean? find Something new, new, new ways to market yeah. new shit all the time just all new shit you know what i mean it's like shit comes up so quickly when like someone's like oh i want you to help out al- like market this alcohol brand i gotta think of some shit that like targets a 21 year old you doing out of the box what are you doing to, to market an alcohol let's say what <laughs> Why are you asking yeah, me? Put me on the spot. Just get drunk and shit like that. And it's like with the right people, you know what I mean? If someone gives me a new brand and stuff like that, I'm gonna use it with everybody. Get drunk, create some some game behind it, maybe that will like then cause a viral effect. You know? How'd you mean? two meet? Um, uh, through I think through Niger. Yeah, Niger. We have a group chat. It's called the Piles. And so I always wonder why you guys say piles when you're like what is we it all got what is, where we did all that got come from? it's like it's a group chat that just like basically all about like the way it started was like we tried to create a group chat of a bunch of people who are working who are doing shit but we all go out at night so everyone in their eyes we're complete pieces of shit we're piles of shit in their in their eyes you know what i mean but we're out we're we're out in the night and then we're up in the morning piles super early in working getting in the office <laughs> People are in, in denial. denial. People are in denial that we're working and we're fucking. We're out at night till three, four a.m. But I'm up at nine a.m. every day. But that's the difference between actual piles of shit and you guys. Is like you're out. Like that's part of your job. Like yeah, you're making right. moves Networking. in the club every single night. People are like, there's why people are that you just out? go to the club, but that aren't making any moves. No, you know I've, been, I mean? like, I've been saying it because a lot of people have been like, have like asked me or like family or whatever. They've been like, uh, yo, why does Tov still work in like nightlife and this and that? And I'm like, well, because. He's meeting so many people. You're meeting so many yeah, people. Yeah, there's no reason the to pull out yet. Like when you guys go out, it's like you're that night you're going to meet somebody that might be a producer, might have a studio, might exactly. have a video game, might have this, that. It's like going out and networking. I've lit at that shit. Yeah. I mean, you and our older brother, Tall. That's like, that's I took the note. I took the notes from him. You know what I mean? That's all. That's where it came from. I mean, so. but you're better than him now. Isn't that crazy? I don't know. You can say it. He doesn't watch this. Hey, we, we might, <laughs> yeah. we might be a little bit better. You, you know, know that fool has never listened well, to our podcast. Well, 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 I took notes. I took notes from him and you, and like I basically just made it my own wave. You know what I mean? It's like I took everything that you guys did, the good things, the bad things, and tried to just make them better. You know what I mean? And so, How'd you get involved in gaming? Like Because you were not involved in it like two years ago. So I'll give you the rundown. So when I was 18, I was working with a brand called Hawkers. It was a sun, sunglasses company. And so... I had this shout out hawkers. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, hawkers. shout out, Alex. So back then, we Alex came in. He came into the states. He was from Spain. 
Like nobody had heard of his company. He was all an e-commerce like company that nobody really understood, but this guy had endless money. So, endless. He was like, the one thing he wanted to do is do cool shit, throw events, throw parties, and basically brand himself as the guy that's doing all that stuff. So we started throwing parties and events and creating merch behind it and like clothing and started give, gifting it to everybody, inviting all the biggest influencers, all the biggest athletes, all the biggest. He had the craziest crib too. Yeah, when he did oh, dude, crib. I remember it. it was, yeah, it was insane. You, I, I never went, but you. Yeah, I, I live there. He, yeah. The way he got me in, he was like, you want to work for me? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm not going to pay you. He's like, but you can live here and I'll, I'll pay for everything. I was like, Fuck it. Let's go. Point me to the room. Yeah, 18 years <laughs> Tom old. Tom does shit like that a lot. I'm like, yo, did you get paid for this? He's like, no, nah, man, but I got an endless supply of vans. They're like, so it's just something right. weird. Like, got subway sometimes for it's life, better dude. than money. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's I like, and, it, and then in this exact like position, like it was an experience. And, and at the time I was still in tall shadow. Well, also what you guys do is sometimes it's not about the check. Yeah. Right? It's like sometimes it's about the relationship that you build to further your career, to make money down the road. It's not always exactly. about like, yeah, yeah like, I'll put you on a text with this guy, but if it turns into something, yeah. I want it. Like, I feel like a lot of what you guys do yeah. and like our brother and a lot of people in our crew, it's like, you're like, yo, like I'm going to do this for you. And like yeah. down the road, I might need something. Exactly. It's not, and it's, it's, not, not, it's even, not based on like money. This industry, all of them together, entertainment in general, gaming, whatever it is, it's a small ass community. Right. Like, so you can't fuck people over. You can't do bad business. And like that shit comes back at tenfold. Like, yeah, it'll bite you in that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like you do good. You know what I'm saying? You might set somebody up with some shit and it might not work out for them down the line, but they'll remember, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yo, Tav did some, you know what I'm saying? Some honorable shit. Something else pops up and now you're getting a call, you know, some shit that could change. change I feel like your guys' whole shit is probably based on things that you've done yeah. for people along the way. You know what I mean? And in this, in this specific thing like with Alex, is like I met him and he had, a, he had a kind of a shady dude on his right side that was telling him and feeding him all this bullshit. Like, oh, I'm going to connect you with this. I'm going to connect you with that. And I kind of saw right through it. And I was a kid at the time. So I didn't know any better than let's make a check. You know what I mean? So at the time I was like, it's going to base it off Tall's model. And I was like, I'm just going to be friends with them, help them out. And hopefully in the long run, it's going to help. So with Alex, it was like that. And he was also, I was working in nightlife at the time. So he was also coming out and spending money at the club. So when I had a client who spent a million dollars, $2 million in a year, it, it took me from this level of promoter to that level of promoter. And so I was no longer in Tall's shadow. They were like, oh shit, Tav's actually worth something he's doing something he's no longer tall's little brother so i kind of like went off that by the way nobody knows that me and Tav are brothers like yeah we haven't wait, said that yet yeah. I was, I thought that so was tall's funny. my little brother yo i meet people because i'm never with these folks because we're always <laughs> gone i we met i met my own cousin the other day uh, my <laughs> own cousin gil that works at revolve literally related to me and Tav was like yo gil you haven't met tom yet he's our cousin he's like a long distance cousin that yeah. they all found he works at revolve and he introduces me to him and he's like yo this is our other brother Tommy and Gil literally looked at me and was like, "Yeah, right. You're fucking with me, right?" <laughs> literally went, he, went, he went, "Yeah, your other brother." He's like, "He's like, what's up, man? I'm Gil." I'm like, "No, I'm serious. Like, we have the same mom and dad." And he's like, "Wait, the he man looked at me for ten to- minutes, just like this, and then was like, "Yo, are y'all serious?" We're like, "Yeah." No one ever believes us, but continue your story. We're actual brothers. Because I remember when you found out. Yeah, Tall found out just on like some a month, shit. Like, like a year ago. We went we to know. Israel and we took a picture with one of our I was uncles. Like, the Revolve guy's my cousin. Yeah, it really. He's like the top dog over there. It's fucking tight. Cousin Gil. Cousin Gil. We need to have Cousin Gil on here. We do. That we would be tight. Cousin what does he Gil. do? He's the, he's the fucking head of brand partnerships at Revolve. Revolve. Big company. Shout out. Just went public. So what happened? So continue your story. Where was I? You got out of the shadow, Alex. Got out of the shadow. It's with Alex. So like 
we were throwing parties and we lived on this house on Weed Lake. And um, at the time- Of course you lived on Weed Lake. <laughs> some random, in, some some influencer kids moved next door. There was like 10 of them. And like, we found out like they paid for the house themselves. They were all there together to create content together. And me and Alex didn't really see like what the fuck they were doing. At the time it was right way before anybody was an influencer. Right, so right. like, we were like, okay, let's see what's up. We invited them to the house. We like, we had some shit with them. We played with them. Like we, we, we saw what they were doing and basically I became friends with Banks and Banks was like, like the house leader and basically was doing the face clan thing at the same time. So he was creating his own like team of influencers. And then at the same time he was running an esports organization. And at the time I didn't really like care too much about the face clan. I was kind of more interested on the influencer side of things. So we became friends. We the stayed cloud, friends. It was called cloud, cloud gang. gang right. It was called cloud gang at the time. It was kind of when team 10 dropped their thing, their team, their group, uh, they did their own thi own thing, but it was like the cooler kids. It wasn't like the rated G kids. It was the kids who were rated R saying shit, fuck, whatever. Right. And like they were actually doing cool shit. So we got involved with them. Fast forward two years and uh, Banks hits me up. He's like, yo, dude, he's like, I see you grinding. He's like, I always, he's like, you're always one person in the piles who was doing something. He's like, you're never home. You're never doing that. I want to bring you into phase. And at the time I had no idea what the fuck phase was. So I, I was like, cool, cool. Let me think about it. And then that same- He week, didn't even know what it was and he just wrote back, cool, cool, let me think about it. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I went, to the, I went to, the, to the pro am, which is like the celebrity Fortnite event where I went with Marshmallow's whole team. And so when I went there, I, real, like, I really witnessed like tons of kids. I think there was like 30,000 kids there. And I was tripping. I was like, wait a minute. this 30,000 like, people watching other people play video games? Yeah. Bro. And I was tripping. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is a real thing. I was That's the weirdest part about gaming to me. Is that like I get the being good at gaming thing and getting paid for, but the weirdest part for me is that there's so many kids that like will pay to watch people because they want to learn. They want to like when I was growing up, it's like I didn't want to watch my homie play a video game. I wanted, I wanted to, play. to play. I wanted to play. Yeah, hundred percent. But now it's just like to better themselves. They watch how the kids are doing this. Just like when you watch someone play basketball, you're like, oh, that's yeah. how he shoots. That's how. Or like, yeah, when I'm gonna go soccer. pay his. I want to train with his trainer. Yeah, right, right. Train. I want to yeah. do exactly what he's doing so I can be that good. Right. So that's what kids are doing nowadays. And so when I went to it, I was like, oh fuck texted banks i was like i'm in i was like let's do it i was like i don't know anything about it but i'll learn so i went went into the office and kind of realized that like it's still so like infant that it can grow in any direction it wants and the reason face clan is so much different than all the esports teams is like they have a little bit of lifestyle they have a little bit of like craziness and all that into one team where all the other kids are just like your typical kids that you would imagine playing video right. games kids with glasses that are sitting there all day not doing shit but face clan is like kids who are tatted like sleeved up and like so I was like, man, damn, I could really, really jump in with this and fit in. So I brought in like all the action sports people and like all my kind of people, my like Rolodex of people and just made it work. And now we're just building crazy shit and doing shit that's completely different than the normal esports organizations that makes us way better and different. You know what I mean? You guys do shit together ever? Like you guys? Always. A bunch of shit. It's yeah. my brother. We always slide each other's shit. Like I'm like, like, we'll just link each other with somebody. And then like, next thing you know, now they're doing a lyrical lemonade collab. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm like, yo. Meet such and such, you That's know, great. vice versa. Like, they got the project dreams. You know what I mean? It's like together we just. I remember, that happened fast. That that whole that thing. Happened. We were like, driving together. I was I was like, you think I should text Mo? I was like, you think he wants to do a Roddy track? He's like, run it. I did it. He was like, yeah. Me and Marshmallow were just talking about him the other day. Can you be at the studio at three? We called Roddy. Roddy's like, Marshmallow. The fuck. <laughs> and then, and then, and then he convinced him real quick and he's like just look him up and then he was like all right tight tight came to the studio had made the whole song like literally in an hour 
You just, came you came to like Hanukkah dinner right after that or so you came to some dinner and just showed it to me like right away. First time in this all that you bitch. This first time in the studio, like six months in, like we created greatness. We created <laughs> yeah, this greatness <laughs> the first day. You guys have no idea, man. Tom's a genius when it comes to music. The first thing he ever did was, was a Tom fucking to, hit. Tom lived with me for six months. He used to come outside if I was making music, just tired as fuck. Shut that shit the fuck off. I'm trying to <laughs> because sleep. Because I'd be hungover as shit. And you have the fucking speakers. He would call blasting. it DJing. I'd be making music and be like, stop DJing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, bro. You got I mean, turntables. That's, that's you. You're an angry guy. You have a short fuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, short fuse. I mean, uh, that you were in an accident that almost killed you at one yeah, point. Yeah, that did happen. He smashed a Prius into a brick into a wall. fucking or, or accordion. You didn't know each other then, right? No. no. Dude, this fool. He was saying the craziest shit. <laughs> he hit his frontal lobe. So he was saying shit in the, in, the, uh, in the fucking hospital. He was literally, he'd pull me. Like, I'd be over him, like, watching him breathe. He'd wake up out of nowhere and just pull my collar and be like, get the car. Get me the fuck out of here. I'd be like, what the fuck? He would go, they put me in a cage at night and beat me up. Bro, like, what are you talking I about? broke every bone in my body. So when they'd roll me, it would just feel like they're beating my ass. And that shit Dude, you, told, so bad. you told the nurse, this fool literally told the nurse. He goes, he goes, I know you have a granddaughter. I'm a fucker later. <laughs> oh <laughs> this, my God. Dude, but he wasn't, he didn't know what he was saying, but it was, no. and I don't the, remember any the, my mom would just be in the back. I like, he's got to be this way forever. No. <laughs> and the nurse that he just said that to would be like, it's totally normal. We, people say that all the time. <laughs> just, they were just cool with it. Who did, who was Jesus. Jordan? You knew Jordan. Back Jordan then. was with me every that day. Was it. Shout Jordan out Jordan. And you were dating some super hot girl that yeah, ended up being hot. famous. Yeah. Now she's famous. Yeah. Little now little she's famous. Little Do you regret it? I mean, I had fun. You did have fun. I mean, if I still had a girlfriend, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at I feel today. like you guys can have a girlfriend. I don't know if you have a girlfriend, but I feel like that's tough. Listen, I travel way too much and do shit so sporadically that if I had someone telling me I can and can't do something, I'd just be like, all right, you're out. Like, yeah, I, I feel like you guys are out all like every night and like doing your thing. And it's like, it's got to be tough. It just come down to trust. Like, look, yeah. you got to just like, like trust. I'm coming home to you. Don't, don't get distracted by the fucking background right. music, you know? Like, yeah, my job is also to kick it with girls. So, like, it's not that easy for a girl just to trust me to do that. Right. I mean, your quote in my mind, one of the funniest quotes I've ever heard you say is Famous me and Dave were driving. I always talk about this shit. And Dave goes, Tom, you never chill with, like, like ugly girls, huh? And Tom just goes one second, just thinks and goes, <laughs> so, so fucking true. true. <laughs> <laughs> like, just high out of his mind, just fucking saying shit like that. Oh, so what do you guys got coming up that's like, so you got the debut album. What do you guys got coming up that's fucking sick? Well, I got fucking a ton of shit coming up. I just fucking, I'm starting to work with this new app. I'm starting to fucking. What's the app? It's called Split Bud. It's all about like, it's basically Groupon for weed. You basically are crowdfunding to get weed together. So that's one app I'm working on. Like, So you can like. It's explain. fire, but it's yeah. some real stoner shit. It's yeah. like, you got to be a stoner. That, so back in the day, all your homies would sit around a table and be like, you got five? You got five, you got five, let's yeah, buy a gram. Let's yeah. buy a gram, you know what I mean? And so basically this is the same thing, but for a high, like a bigger quantity. You want to buy an ounce? Ounces now with like taxes and all that shit come out to like 550. So okay. if you crowdfund it together, you'll get it for a pound price. So there's just other people on the app that, that you, you don't even just, know. You don't even know them. You just put the money in, you each put 300 bucks in, whatever it is, and everybody fucking puts the 300 in and then you'll get a pound, I mean an ounce for a pound price. A pounds are like, 2500 to How do you split the weed. You don't. We do it. You do fucking you do it. It goes in the delivery system. It then splits up in between oh, whatever shit. dispensary okay, is coming go. from. That's and wild. then James just on his phone right now, like, what was I'm the like, yo, what's it called? <laughs> yeah, so like that's yeah, something that's I just jumped on. 
And then uh, the face thing has kind of been my main priority for right now. I'm I'm hoping to get a, a raise and a fucking a new like promotion as to be the marketing. Like I'm putting it out there yeah, right Tom, now. Yeah, Tom's diehard. Tom deserves. Yeah, yeah, that's it right now. So whatever this my, nigga does, he's all in. That's yeah, why yeah, I love my, it. That's my main hustle. Like nightlife is still it because it still connects the dots. You know what I mean? And, but I feel like you have to be that way, right? Like I feel like if you really want to make it, you got to be so like we talk about it all the time. Everybody that's been on this podcast, everyone we've had on here is like sick in the fucking head. You know what I mean? Like every per we had Will Runzel on here who manages Slander and Nightmare and like a bunch of big DJs. And he was like, dude, like I just, all I want to do is what I do. And like, yeah, that's, we're that way. And like, cause it's like, if you're half assing it, you might get to a certain point, yeah. but eventually like someone's going to outdo you, you know? And I, I say it a lot. I'm always like, you, you don't need to be the most talented. You don't need to be, you just need to really like outwork the fucking guy. Just got to hustle. Wow, look, look what I just tweeted this morning. I just got to show you. <laughs> He's like, I tweeted those exact words this morning. <laughs> Bro, I was meant to be here right now. It's true. That's it, dude. You were at 2.30. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this morning. What's it say? Read it out loud. It says, you fuck niggas will never outwork me. At it's 6 a.m., I was in the studio. And, I was and then the he only- jumped on the bird and he fucking. That was the <laughs> only thing on my mind is when I was just like, I just had some shit in me. And I was just like, yo. And then somebody DM Who me back. you off this morning? No, it was the DM that somebody <laughs> sent me back. It was like, um, it was like, yeah, they was like, they might not outwork you, but they might outsmart you. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. And I matter. was like, I was like, I was like, we all end up meeting at the at the finish line, and he was just like, he, when I meet you there, I'll smack the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah, he said some shit, and I just got deep with him. <laughs> she was like, I got his number and called him. I we just we just signed rant. him to Atlantic Records. <laughs> no, he actually works for Atlantic. Oh, really? Yeah, he goes, he goes, he goes, facts, but some may outsmart you. I go two different sports. I was smarting and, and, and working hard. And he's like, facts, but we all play in the same arena. I said, we all end up meeting at the finish line. He said, there's never a finish line. A guy like you wants more, no ceilings. And I got deep. I goes, I'm talking about the destination in which we all share. Damn. Oh shit! Whoa! You guys were just trying to give each other wisdom back Whoa. and forth. It's like, oh, you think you're wise? I'm wiser. No, I'm I mean, wiser. he came back soft. He was like, he was like, you don't have any ceilings, man. You're you're up there. You're like, God, that's my favorite shit. When somebody writes you something online and you'd respond nine times out of ten, they'll either just be like, I was just kidding, man. All love or like, so, like it's never like real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's crazy. But that's that's how I honestly feel, and it's why I wanted to have you two on here, is because like, like you have this drive where you have to be like sick and we get so many DMS from kids and all this shit and people, and it's it been instilled in us forever. Cause our dad is this way. And I'm sure your dad was this way. And it's like, it's something that's like really instilled in us. And it's like, if you want to make it, you don't have to be the best at anything. You don't have to be the smartest. It's like, if you literally just put in the fucking hours, you'll get there. That's like, honestly how I feel and be nice to everybody. That's you have to be nice to everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's you some people that- like everybody, but I'm a dickhead, but like, but you just I'm never a, know. You never yeah, know who you're yeah. talking to. Like, I, I tell people this show, I tell them like, yo, people don't realize like the art of communication. Like, I never understood. Like, I wasn't the smartest nigga in school, none of that shit. But I know people, right? Like, I, I know how to, I can talk to a wall and make you laugh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so like. So like I, I said, you have seen him do it. Talk yeah. to a wall. <laughs> I seen Keepa stand up straight and fall asleep standing in an elevator one time. Yeah, the, the videos that you must have of each other have to be just oh insane, insane, just out of control. No hesitation. Could... They're both like, oh, it's this, fucked. This, oh, dude. <laughs> it's illegal, bro. You don't want to see this. Yeah, shit. it's so bad. It's crazy. This how have you not gotten in trouble with the law, Tav? Because I'm good with that shit. Have you ever almost gotten in trouble with the law? Uh, 
five when I was fucking twenty. You did. You you have you heard this fool's DUI story? By the way, it sucks. I was eighteen. You got in trouble with the law. Eighteenth birthday. You got a DUI on your 18th, 18th birthday? birthday. Fuck. Uh, did they pull you over in the car? Like Project X came out. <laughs> I'll never forget this damn life. <laughs> I, I got to hear the story. What happened? Bro. This was like, I'm like 18, about to graduate, go play fucking college ball. I'm like, oh, it's lit. And um, and this movie, this trailer has been on TV for fucking months. My birthday's in March, March 1st. So it's like, in school terms, that's like end of the year, like fucking you graduate. Oh, you check out. Yeah, you're done. Wow. You're literally just going to school to have fun yeah. from like March I'm going to June. To drunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Period. Like Catholic school. I'm walking in drunk. Like ten of us. Oh like, man. It's not just like just one. Kill, yeah. Kill the whole yeah. bottle. Walk straight in. Yeah, bro. I swear to God, it was some different shit. I was Orange County was crazy. I'm like, y'all really trying to get drunk right now? Like, <laughs> I don't even get, drink beer. Oh man. <laughs> but oh, this this movie had came out and we was partying all day. I was like, I went to the weed shop. I'm like, y'all about to get all the weed. About to get two handles, the sky, like Captain, like I was drinking Captain Morgan. It's middle of the day. Yeah. Okay. So this is all in my car. Though. I got fucked up at Project X too, and I threw up in, so in the theater. We um, we went to there was some crazy ass house party. It was like on a Friday too. Like my birthday was lit. Eighteen. I'm like, wow. We literally went to like ten different like dispensaries and got all the first patient like first patient yeah shit. walked out with everything i could have i could have been a reseller the next oh my day. god <laughs> i got a job at a weed shop for bringing Bro, people in for first time patient shit we go party we go to this fucking party and then we're like yo let's go catch the last showing of project x i think it was like midnight so we went to the party for a little bit and i go and i'm with i'm with like these three girls and we walk in the movie and i take a water bottle in i fill the water bottle up with, with vodka and I'm chugging the shit in the movie, and they're like, yo, like, they lit too, kind of. And I'm like, the movie comes on, and like, right when it comes on, like, in the movie, right before the party starts happening, like, everybody starts showing up, and they kind of sit in the house. Right before that shit happens, I go to sleep oh, in the man. theater. Out. I wake up to like, yo, you ready? <laughs> Credits are on. I'm like, what the fuck? Missed <laughs> the whole movie. Missed the whole movie. So drunk. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So. We leaving, and I had left my car parked in the parking lot of school that day, and so I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, just take me to my car. I'm good. Girls are dumb as shit, and they're like, no, okay. they're like, no, 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 like we're not gonna take you. I'm like, dog, just take me. I'm good. Clearly, I'm not. Yeah, right. Okay. I just saw this whole stand-up thing. Uh, it was Adam Devine, and he's like, if anyone ever walks in the room and says, I'm good to drive, he's like, that person is not good to drive. He's like, imagine if somebody walked in the room and was like, I can tie my shoes. He'd be like, that yeah. fool can't tie his shoes. Like, like, he was like, if you need to say you can, you're good to drive. He's like, <laughs> yeah, like, bro, you probably should just chill. Kick it. So they drive, and where I was going from where my car was parked was a mile and a half. Of course. Could have threw a football there. So I'm like, my I'm like, all right, drop me off to the car. They drop me off to my car. I get to my car. I'm in this empty ass parking lot. It's just my car. I'm in a 96 Oldsmobile Buick, like lim limo tent. You drive over the speed bump. My shit's sagging on the ground. <laughs> Sparking flame. This is my first car. And I'm like, fuck. I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm like, all right, you got this. So I start rolling up a blunt. <laughs> blunt. It's like 1.30 it's like in the morning. I'm just sitting in the parking lot, my school parking lot. Smoking a blunt, I'm like trying to like get back regular. I got one of my homies with me. We go into his crib. He's like, yo, we can just go to my crib. It's down the street. I'm like, bet. He's 17. At the time, that's a big deal when you just get a license. Oh, you can't drive sure, yeah. minors. Yeah. So like, I'm not thinking about none of this shit. 
I'm like, all right, cool. So like the blunt get down like the last half of the blunt. I'm like, all right, we good. So I start, I jump in the car. I'm like, we good. I start driving while I'm smoking. So I know I'm cool. Breaking every law. Yeah. <laughs> I got two 12s in my truck, in, in the trunk. So it's just fucking like banging. banging. Only car on the block, bro. I hit the corner. I hit like two lights and I get blurred. And oh. I'm like, oh, fuck. Blunt in hand. I'm like, oh, fuck. Two handles in the back seat. And I'm like, oh, shit. I pull over. I rolled the window down. It was out of a movie, bro. I rolled the window down. The smoke just coming out the car. <laughs> oh, man. The cop looks at me like I've lost my mind. He's like, you ever been to jail? I was like, no. He's like, license, registration. I'll be right back. And the rest was just fucked. Oh, Five more bro. cars pull up. They just fucking with me, all testing me. I'm passing all the So tests. much worse when you're under 21, too, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was your thing, too, right? Like, yeah, my shit was fucked. Dude, this, have you heard this full story? About his DUI? So I was front yard or some shock. This fool is fresh into the club. (laughs) I was fresh into the club industry. And so, like, I would, this is what I would do. I would drive my car to the shopping center, meet with the chicks at the shopping center. Shopping center is one mile from our mom's house, one mile away. They didn't want to, but she lives in the fucking canyon. So nobody wants to drive over there. Of course. So, new driver, you want to drive? I get it exactly. So, I was like, fuck it. What car are you driving at this point? The the TC, the Scion, or the Hunt, or the Kia Optima? The Optima, nice. The okay, Kia, yeah, then going. you got the it. Blake Griffin. I did, I got the you Kia got at it. one point. Yeah, we <laughs> so, switched, the, we've, we've swapped a lot of cars. Yeah, yeah, so I got the Kia. I was fucking, I meet the keep girl. in mind, this is after this fool has already almost died in a car, like, he already <laughs> got in a car accident and almost died. We were good. God's watching over me. <laughs> we were good. Chill, man. So, I met, so we got back from the club. Oh, 3.30, 4 a.m. We both, like, the girls go into their car. I go into my car. I'm with my homie Ian. Fucking. So me and Ian drive back to the house. And like like you said, it's a mile away. And like to get into my apartment area or like the place my mom lives, I kind of skirted in there. I was like, trying to be cool. As soon as I pull in there, there's a fucking cop waiting for me at the top of the street. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, let's go. And the cops were actually. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the cops. Not the like, co- yo, let's get out. Like, the let's cops, just let roll. go. The cops were inside the house, ran outside the house, and then started like flashing their lights at me and Ian. I just drove right by them. I didn't even stop. They both hopped in the car. Wait, they was at another house? They were at another house for like a. Uh, uh, domestic dispute. Domestic dispute, some bullshit. And so I drive right by them, like, Ian, we gotta go. We gotta park the car in like the guest parking and just walk. So I do that. I get to the guest parking. We turn off the car. The cops drive right by me. Why did you think to go to the guest parking and not just park at mom's They were house? across the street. Oh, okay. Literally across the street. You know the house at the corner? Yeah, yeah, That's where they were. Fair. So they could see me if I turned in there. So I went to the guest parking. I was like, let's go. Let's pop out. We walk to the house. And the cops re-park in front There's of no the- There's no way you got a DUI not in the car. Listen, so oh, the, dude. the cops- The cops fucking <laughs> were go back to the original house. And they start talking to me. They're like- were you just in that car? I was like, no. I was like, why would you think that? I was like, this is my girlfriend's house. She's down the street, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, are you sure you weren't in that car? I was like, I'm positive. And I, I don't even remember what I said. I was talking some shit to them. And Ian was talking some shit to them. And I was like, <laughs> just talking shit to the cops. That's for, no for sure well, we what you want to do when you get pulled over. <laughs> we when you're we drunk. pulled over. Tom got hot. We were out of the car. Were you in that car? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we were out of the car. We were out of, we were out of the <laughs> car. So I thought I was fucking steer clear. <laughs> and so they're like, just go to your house. Go to your house. So I start walking to the house and then like I get to the patio and Ian was like, I'm going to smoke a cigarette, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, cool. Sit down. And as we sit down, I hear like keys jingling, like walking towards the house. I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, get up, get up. And we fucking, I try to unlock the door and the cops are like, wait right there, wait right there. And like, he comes over to me and he grabs my hand. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, 
taking, he's like, I'm taking you with me. He's like, I'm checking. He's like, let me check your pockets. I was like, what the fuck? And then, so he grabs my hands with the hand behind my back. And um, he's like, yeah, let me see your keys. So he grabbed my keys out of my pocket, wow. went to the car, saw that was mine. So he was like, so who was driving? And I wasn't going to get Ian get ratted out. So I was like. Because you were driving. I was. Yeah. And I was like, me. I was like. And you just throw Ian under the bus. Like, who's driving? You're like, this motherfucker this guy. <laughs> I was like, me. I was like. Uh, and so he wasn't even going to get me for a DUI. He wasn't trying. He was trying to get me for a drunken public. Right. But because I was underage. He if you would have just gone inside and not smoked, I that true, yeah, I would have been fine. I regret that ever since the, this day. Damn. Like it, well, it was. You would have just. I shouldn't have said shit. Solid. You were shit talking shit to the cop. He, he was like, "Yo, were you in that car?" And you were like, "I'll kill you." <laughs> I was driving. What yeah, the fuck? I, I, I definitely would have put up a fight. So did you go to jail? I did for 24 hours and a Dude, cut you got a, you got a cut think, off you met my mom, the most hysterical woman on the planet. Oh my God. She was probably like, ah, yeah, take what it is my, happening? I'm my mom, you. My mom witnessed the whole thing because I'm outside screaming, thinking that my mom coming out is going to help. Yeah. Like, right. Ah, mom. She's up there. Like, son getting. What the fuck? Don't get up my son. Blah, 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 you know my mom was on her knees like, yeah. <laughs> screaming, bro. Oh screaming i thought someone fucking died but my mom was ready to kill Bobby mom Ross. thinks everything's an immigration issue too because we were illegal immigrants for 19 years so she probably in her mind is like tom's getting deported oh, yeah. even though he's american she's like this is it they've <laughs> been tailing him they've been tailing him <laughs> that's exactly what she was thinking. they've had eyes on this fool yeah. this whole she, time she thinks that they're arresting him for shit dad did back in the day she's like they know they've been tailing him <laughs> They start asking all kind of other questions. Like, wait, whoa. Dude, my yeah, mom whoa. thinks everything is an immigration issue. My mom thought I was mom, gone. Mom thought Doc, I was gone. I You're going back mom, to Israel for sure. She's the most paranoid human. I've called my mom like, yo, mom, like, I'm just uh, like my insurance called. They're switching me over to a new company. She'll literally be like, make sure you have your green card on you at all times. It's an immigration thing. I'm like, it's not everything. She's thing. nuts. Very crazy. Like, we love her, though. We do. We do. So, you are the best son. She loves me the most. It's all good. Oh man! So so you go to jail. What happened? Oh man! <laughs> so so you go to jail. What happens? You get a DUI. I got a DUI. I was in there. Then the cop looks me dead in the eyes and said, "I thought you were 21." I was like, "Nah, I'm fucking." So he felt bad. Felt horrible because once he started, he couldn't yeah, stop. Yeah, because the fucking other cop was a rookie and this guy was a veteran, so he was kind of just teaching him how to like oh, book people and shit. And I was I was the example. So once they booked you, they couldn't go back. They couldn't. I, I was already fucked. So he felt bad. He felt horrible. And if I saw it was the, me, I he saw, wouldn't have felt bad. I yeah. saw the guy like three weeks after. Don't make it a racial thing. <laughs> we're ra I mean, we're 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 a little colored. We're we're Israel. We're Israeli. We're brown. We're Middle Eastern. Anything is a attack. <laughs> we're Middle Eastern. We're brown. I mean, Jewish oh, people have it bad too, man. I had a unibrow oh, growing up. I had a unibrow all my life. My mom said it was cool, and I was going to school with a unibrow. No, mom, dude, I used to come home. And mom be like, said it was cool. Up. These kids, <laughs> I was it like, looks good, baby. These kids you know call you me. Here, mom, dude, mom has like, no yeah, idea about yours. about social relevance whatsoever. I told mom that kids were calling me pooperman. I was like, they're calling I me hated pooperman. That shit. Yo, she goes, you go back to school tomorrow and you tell them you're superman. In my mind now, looking back, I'm like, if I went to school at 11 years you old, got and your said ass that, kicked, dude, bro. I would still be getting my ass kicked for that. You for sure be getting swirlies. No, I actually did say that to kids though. What? I'm Superman. I'm Superman. Then I just talk shit right back. And yeah, then you were like them, cool. And I make them feel horrible. <laughs> Tom, Tom go for the jugular. Yeah, I would go for their head. Well, we've been talking for an hour. This is one of my favorite episodes. You guys are fucking hilarious. Do you have any, anything else you want to touch on? I just want to ask Tom, what are you doing tonight? Yeah, tonight, what are you doing? My actual night off. So oh, I'm going to actually shit. kick it. Which means nothing. Damn, should Absolutely. we get dinner with mom? No. no. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen mom in like two no, months. No, I pop by. 
gave, I gave her some money. Told oh, her, shush. <laughs> like to hold for you? Or to like, hold for me. But then she. Oh, you didn't actually give her money. No, then she does what she wants with it. And then I come back and fucking a stack of it's missing. I'm like, where'd that go? She's like, she goes, no, you I never pay for this. Yo, what about when she brings up shit that you didn't pay for when you were like 12? When you were 12, I paid for the camp. Now you're going to pay me back. <laughs> it's literally they, the they shit. They fight about that she shit. She would do. Literally, she'll take Tom's money and she'll be like, well, I threw your bar mitzvah and no one paid me anything. <laughs> she about the Range Rover when she paid for it one time. I, I posted, I was like, I think I'm about to sell the Range Rover. She's like, okay, you better have some money for me. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, remember that one time it broke and I lent you five hundred dollars? We were on a, we were like, on I a. I was sixteen. I was like, what do you mean? I was, dude, we were on a ago. group chat. My mom got ruthless. I was like, I was like, yo, is she playing around? She was in the group chat. She goes, I never play, and then she sends the emoji <laughs> of money. She just goes, I never play. Oh, <laughs> if there's anybody who made me grind, it's my mom. This woman does yeah. not fuck around with money, dude. No, I was working on a weed shop at sixteen years old, or no. 18. But she thought you were working at a hookah shop. I lied to her. But she was blinded by the money. You weren't asking her for money, so she just assumed that Todd was I was, was cool. buying her shit. She was like, damn, he's really making money. I wasn't doing what all the other Jewish kids were doing, which is like law school and this. I was just <laughs> yeah. hustling. And she was stuck. This hookah's then, really selling, ma. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. I was <laughs> like, how does she on? not know? Do you know what the best part is? Like, when I told her I was working at a hookah spot, she looked back at me. She's like, ah, those are my friends who own it. Do you want me to talk to them and get you a like better thing? I was like, oh, shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like no, it's another place that's like. So a, she like, thought you were not going that to this hookah place every day every where, that day. her friends own. Yeah. No, yeah. I convinced her it wasn't her friend spot. I was like, it's another third party spot. And she believed me finally. I stole $100 from our aunt one time. I watched mom, it. Dude, mom beat the beat living the fuck shit. out of you. I was like 11. She took off her fucking yeah. sandal and <laughs> beat the shit out of you. Yeah, she was, oh my God. Was beating I remember. My Tom was in the corner just. No, no. <laughs> and he swore he didn't do it. Just oh, like, yeah. I'm never going to. I'm not. You're going to My Spitfire wallet. My Spitfire wallet. No, that I really don't know. stole 100 bucks. Did I steal it? First 100 bucks I ever got. Kept in a wallet in a drawer, went missing. The yeah, you got to think though. You got to think though. I was on my own, man. I was trying to make make it any way I could. I had a lady give me twenty dollars a month to eat lunch. Do you know how much lunch cost in elementary school? Five fifty. That's true. I saw mom look at you one day and say that you could only spend fifty dollars on groceries a week. Yes, that's the hustle. Yeah, I what I I was hustling. You were selling Adder Adderall to kids when you were like twelve. Yes, you were selling your Ritalin grade. medication. <laughs> six, six, six how old were you? Sixth grade. Twelve years old. No, starting in middle school. Then I really realized I could make money in middle. Like I started. So what? You school. had ADD medication and you were selling. First it? grade, I started being on it. Yeah. First grade. It was when I started. Not so selling. At it, what point were you it. selling your Ritalin medication? Fifth grade, and then sixth grade, seventh grade. By eighth grade, I learned how to finesse the system. Like, and I'll I was sell getting math, bro. We were out. Wow. No, no, <laughs> no, straight Adderall, getting hundreds. Of, weed in seventh grade. I was getting a hundred every month, and I would slang yeah, them yeah. out, and I'd make bread for like two months. Bro, I had to pay for lunch. I get you. I understand. And You're then she caught me, and that's when she really beat me. Yo, shit. okay. I'm just before we go, one more story. <laughs> so when funny. she caught this fool smoking weed, I was so I was on his Facebook. You're like 11 years old at this point. 12, 12. and. Um, it's, it's Christmas, Unreal. I think. And dude, I see this message from his friend Ian or something. And it's like, yo, meet me at the park. Let's smoke. And Tav writes back. Hell yeah. Spleef Tavi Dodd, baby. That's what he writes this kid back. So I tell my mom, cause he's like 10, he's like 10 or 11 years old. He walks in the house. He's got long ass hair down to here. His skateboard's like bigger than him. And my mom, I'm like, mom, keep it cool. We're just going to talk to him. He shouldn't be smoking weed at 11 years old. Like, we're just going to talk to him. She goes, I'm going to keep it cool. Don't worry. She goes, I'm going to be so cool. Don't worry. This fool walks in 
and immediately I'm just like, oh, she's so fucked. My mom snaps and she goes, where were you? And Tom just goes, oh, fuck. he goes, the, the park with Ian. And she just goes, the park with Ian. And he just goes, he throws his skateboard in her direction and goes, fuck this shit. And he just takes off running. We didn't see him for I two days. For my life. We didn't see him for two days. <laughs> I was terrified. Bro, when you're high and your mom's yelling oh, at you, there's yeah, nothing worse. That's when you're 12. That's when you're really yeah, paranoid. You're like, you hear a fly and you're like, oh we shit. We didn't <laughs> see him for 48 hours. Dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. Bro, most scary shit, shit ever. That's How many times oh. did you tell mom you were going to move out when you a were a million? She caught me with smoking weed every week. Dude, she had this thing where she would pretend call people when we were kids. She'd be like, okay, I'm going to call the police and they're going to come take you to another family. And I would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? She was when you're serious. nine and you think the cops are going to come take you? Can you please come get my son? She would fake me on the phone. Please come take him. He's smoking the weed. And <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, thank you guys for being on the podcast, man. Oh, my God. It was top five. Yo, uh, thank you guys for coming by. Thank you for I having us. I appreciate it. Damn, that shit Yo. is fire, man. Thank, thank you, bro. Thank you're a good friend. You're a good friend. <laughs> you're a good it's friend. It's all family. We're thank you so much. Podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ski.